Welcome to Sundays with the Weekend Sober Gals. I'm Katya. And I'm Kim. Come check us out at our new day and time. We explore different topics of sobriety each week, ranging from friendship to motherhood. By sharing personal stories from our past, we talk about what it's like to thrive rather than just survive the weekend sober. Every week, every Sunday. We'll just like, we'll just dive right in. Um, and this is crazy Friday with Kim and Ketsia talking like about yeah, crazy catching up. <laughs> yes. Crazy Kim and Ketsia. It is literally chaos. <laughs> it is chaotic and crazy because it is the start of Easter break. So Harper got off school. Her last day of school was Wednesday. When were your kids finished? Ugh, um, well, we have today off, and so it's a long weekend. Then they go back for next week, and then we have mm-hmm. all the following week off. So it's kind of a slow, torturous few weeks. <laughs> See, we don't get we don't get a spring break per se. We just get this Easter break, and then the next thing is. I think maybe they have another PA day, but then I think the end of school, like I think school finishes at the end of May. Oh, so it's like, God, that's <gasps> I, I, bad because we go through June. So we get another week off. So we get, you know, a week off in April and then we get Memorial Day weekend. We get half days every other day, every other Wednesday. What? So, yeah. Um, and then we go to the end of June. Okay. <laughs> see, and this is the kind of thing that used to make me dread like these types of things where I knew that there was like not my consistent routine and I couldn't like plan my drinking accordingly. And I don't know if you, what your kind of take is on that, but it would like, I'm the type that like would overwhelm me. So I would like look at the calendar and be like, oh my gosh, like she's going to be home this time and this time. And don't get me wrong. I love my daughter and I want to spend time with her but I think when we are in when we're struggling with our drinking the the longer it goes on it starts to take precedence over the other things in your life so you start planning your life around it and then you get annoyed when things kind of encroach on it yeah you get resentful of Mm -hmm. those things when they impact your regular drinking schedule um I just I just unhooked my bra, so I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna let it all hang just out today. Let it all hang out, girl. That is what we're <laughs> here for. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. So the the things that would bother me in terms of like the schedule and stuff is like when mm. I had um, like the late sports practices in the evenings, and I knew I would have to go drive or pick up, and that would impact my ability to drink in the evenings. Oh, I have to go drive this kid to soccer practice or hockey practice down like over in Boston, which is like 40, you know, half hour, 45 minute drive. Like what? No, what? You know, that would make me annoyed. Oh, and you're just dreading like, okay, so now I could have a drink before we go, but then I have to like keep it at that. And then I can only have, then I'm going to have to, and then did you like, I would like, slam my drinks like my wine a lot faster when I would get home so I'd have to like make up for lost time air quotes <laughs> you know oh yeah because I wanted to still get a buzz on for the night mm-hmm. and so I would come home 
And yeah, I would, I would just like crush like three glasses of wine in like the first 10 minutes of being home or something, you know, right. I wanted, I wanted that feeling still. I couldn't it's, go. I couldn't, God forbid I took a night off. Jeez. <laughs> oh, right. No, no, no. That, that, that wasn't even a thought. It was, that's what I mean. Like the longer it would go on, I would have to plan my life around my drinking and I would have to make sure that there was always like I, I drinking would take precedence. So it would have to like, it would never, I would still keep up loosely with, or keep up with my commitments. You know, when it came, like you said, things like sports and stuff. Okay. You still do it. But mm -hmm. also think about, think about at kids, um, you know, activities and stuff. Now the moms will get together. They'll all have their drinks in their Yeti mug or whatever. Like, so there's allowances for that too, because you, you're always going to find your community of people who drink when you're people who drink like you do when you're drinking, you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and it's even like on these days, you know, it's good Friday, no school today. Um, my kids are all home. You know, we are kind of looking for activities and things to do. And we have some <laughs> friends over, we're doing play dates and, um, you know, this and that. But in the past, what would we have been doing? We would have found other families to get together with in the, right. of the day and start drinking about this time, you know, and kick the weekend, the holiday weekend off. Right. And it would, you know, be that slow roll into the boozy weekend. And also for us, like we really enjoy watching golf. So it's also yes. the masters. My husband it's is watching right now the last two days as he works. <laughs> he has it going in his office while he's yeah. working. And um, yeah, so it would be like, oh, another reason to drink, you, you know, put the golf on and hang out with other families. And feel like, you know, this is the start of a great weekend, quality time together. And yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's always, there's always an excuse, right? Um, when, especially when the kids aren't in school to, uh, you know, to start the weekend early or to start drinking early in the day. Um, well, and I think that, yeah. And I think also like the more, like we're getting into, we're obviously in spring, we're getting into summer now you've got like after Easter, you've got Memorial Day and you've got 4th of July, but you've got like this kind of like party vibe in there, you know, yeah. where you're sort of just like things are warming up. And you've talked a lot on the podcast about the community aspect of drinking like in your local neighborhood community. So that yeah. is really and I know a lot of people who might be listening to this would have a similar sort of thing where you sit out on your porch and you drink and you see your neighbors put on their porch and your kids all play together and you kind of, you know, just make it like this big carry on. So the, the days get longer, you start drinking earlier, you carry on later. Then when do you actually take a break from it? I know. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't. This right. Is, that, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And it just, you slow roll into summertime. I, yeah, no, it, this, Actually, last night, so yesterday, I was just starting to tell you this before we hit record that mm. my 12 year old um, last night was like, I don't want to go to soccer practice, like, blah, blah, blah. I will play 
Um, it was also like kind of cold. Oh, my dog is doing that. It was also kind of cold and rainy. So we were like, all right, you can play outside, like ride your bike. So he created this big ramp. Oh gosh. Yep. And flew off the ramp, went head over heels and, you know, over the handlebars, landed on his wrist, broke his wrist. And it's that kind of weird, tiny bone. And so he had to go to like a hand specialist. Thankfully we have um, doctor in the family that referred us to a special hand doctor, like in Boston. So Mm -hmm. we to see like a specialist today and she's like, yeah, he needs an MRI to see if it's a specific bone that is broken, like growth plate, like blah, blah, blah. So it could be four to four to eight weeks in a cast. <laughs> so, well, you know, of course last night when, after he comes home from the hospital for like, you know, my husband took him three hours in the ER, they get home and they're like, yeah, we don't really know if it's broken, but we think maybe. And I'm like, so that's the kind of thing. It's like, I would have hit the wine so hard last night and at like five o'clock last night, Thursday night, I'm super stressed dealing with the other two kids and it's Mm -hmm. been just a really long week and I would have been, so last night I I was like a kind of a mess and I Mm. had that, not, you know, I wasn't going to drink, but I had that moment of these are the time, this is the moment, this is the time when I would be like, crack it open, right? goblet, you know, just like suck it back in two seconds to that, that stress. Right. Right. And that's the kind of moments where as a parent, you are wanting to check out, you need another way of checking out because wine or whatever your alcohol of choice, but alcohol is so socially acceptable and it's something that is so tied into being an adult. It's like a rite of passage. Obviously there's, you know, here in the States, there's turning 21 and all that kind of stuff. But so it's easy. You can be there for your kids, quote unquote, but have that glass of wine in your hand in the kitchen, like there for them. Right. Whereas like other, like now in sobriety, I think, okay, well, am I going to start tapping or drop to the floor and do some yoga or like, I'm not trying to make light of this, but it's like, it's harder. It's hard work to stay sober through moments like that, because you're just like, I need an escape right now. You know, it's so true. And, um, when the other two kids are being difficult, Mm -hmm. they're not easy for me. And one of them is refusing to go to his soccer practice. And the other one is wanting this and that, you know, and it's just, and I just, I literally wanted to scream. <laughs> I think, <laughs> and it got, it got to the point where I had in, fortunately my kids are old enough where they will listen to me when I try to explain to them how I'm feeling, you know, they're not babies. Mm-hmm. Um, eight and 10. And I was like, listen, I'm having a really hard night. Like your brother's at the hospital right now. Like you guys got to cut me some Aww. slack. Give me a freaking break. Yeah. Chase, you're going yeah. to soccer. Like, dude, come on. And it's sort of like, they kind of like got it, you know? And, yeah. um, and my daughter was giving me a hard time about some, Oh, her dinner. And, and I was, uh, you know, I'm just like, Oh my God, please just please stop. And I was like, I need him. I just need a minute and I'm going to go upstairs and I just need to breathe and I'll be back. And Uh-oh. I came up and I think I just, I probably, you know what I did? I probably scrolled Instagram or did something that probably wasn't the most productive, but I got a break. Mm, right. And um, I came back down and 
I was ready to kind of like deal with them, but, um, yeah, probably would have been better to do like a meditation or maybe like a downward dog or something. It's hard though in that moment to be like I said, like what am I if I'm dealing with my say my in-laws are like triggering me or something and I'm at, you know, I'm at their place. Like I'm not gonna be so every once in a while, like so when I was a kid, I my escape was reading and books, right? Everywhere so I went, I had at least one book with me. It was like my security blanket. It was like the adult equivalent of the glass of wine. So now I bring, I often bring a book when we go to my in-laws because it just, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Um, if there's, they don't have a lot of people over, but if there's people over there, loud family and it's, and sensory stuff, you know, we talk about a lot on the show is very, much an issue so if I have my book with me it's kind of like okay I can escape to a bedroom and read that you know that's awesome and I actually have the kindle app on my phone for that Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. I know it's not the same perfect having a I know some people really like the physical book to to put it up in front of their face and be like I am reading don't bother me um but but here's the funny thing about that though is like don't you feel that phones are more acceptable to be looking into than your book which is so crazy to me but no one would question you well maybe they would but they wouldn't question you having your nose in your phone and you could be reading a book or a mantra or something peaceful and but if you had your book with you, like my father-in-law used to get offended when I would show up with my book and I'm like, it's not personal. I mean, it is kind of personal, but it's not personal. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. So it depends. So my family, like it depends on who probably it was. Yeah. Like probably friends or my husband's family wouldn't care if it was a book, but my family would not care if I was sitting there reading a book in front of them. They would probably appreciate having the actual book rather than mine too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Mine would Just... as well because because my parents are well, my mom's a retired teacher librarian and we're all big readers in the family, my brother, my dad, and my mom and I. Whereas like my in-laws do not have a single book in their house. That's not a judgment. That's just it's how they're they were you know, brought up. So it's all the books in my house now or in my apartment now, like every time they come over, my mother-in-law's like, you need a new bookshelf. Cause those still like the books still keep stacking. And I think in sobriety, they've been, you know, learning and getting curious about things has been like a hugely, a huge part of my sober toolkit because it kind of, then you can pull that information from your head when you're in moments like, yesterday, last night with your kids or something and think like, okay, what have I learned about coping with this? You know? Yeah. Um, do you, so what is your favorite genre? Like you love to read, obviously yeah. you're a writer. What, what's your favorite type of book? I'm actually curious. So I, I rotate through generally three genres. I always have a nonfiction, like a self-help type book. Yeah. I always have a memoir of some sort. And then I always have a, usually a crime fiction. I'll read a crime fiction or a true crime, depending what it is. But I need a little bit of escape. Sometimes I read, I do, there's a few authors that I like that are more like just um, not contemporary fiction, just like different types of fiction. But I had to make a conscious. Yeah. 
upmarket. Yeah. yeah, I like some upmarket. I had to make a conscious effort to cycle that back into my reading because I, when I got sober, I was reading all of this nonfiction and I was just, you know, so what about you? What do you, what do you like? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. Same. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you read all those simultaneously? So I'm looking at, you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but I'm listening or I'm looking at my stack on my nightstand and I have about 15 books there, but I use them for my teaching but yeah. right now I'm reading three. So like the, the local woman missing is my true crime or not true crime, crime fiction. Yeah. fiction then yeah. the perfectionist guide to losing control oh is my, my nonfiction. This is, so this is so weird. I have, I'm reading that too right now. And <laughs> we didn't other one, talk about this. I know the Mark. No, I haven't started. I literally, I have it on audible. So, okay, wait, you keep going, you keep going and I'll, then I'll go through my spiel. I was just going to say in the third one, so I had finished um, Laura McCowan's new book, Push Off From Here, like a week ago. And uh, she had a conversation with Laura Cathcart-Robbins. And so I'm reading Stash right now. So this is really excellent. I'm I'm loving this also. So that's my memoir that I'm reading. So those, are, I had to pare it down though, Kim, because I was reading like not even getting through books. I like 12 books at a time. And I was like, this is insanity. I would get so annoyed because I would never finish any of them. So I read on my Kindle. Yes. Okay. So if you like follow me on Goodreads or anything, I I'm reading like, I'm going to have to follow you. Yeah. I'm reading like 15 books right now. I think so. Just don't judge me with that. Uh, (laughs) But like I, so in my library right now on my Kindle, I have, um, yeah, my I hear my kids coming. Oh, oh, I'm recording. <laughs> um, okay, so I have Laura McCowan, the push yep. off from here, which I've, um, yeah, I mean, I'm listening to that one right now on Audible. So like when I go walk my dogs, and then the Perfectionist Guide mm-hmm. to Losing Control, I'm also listening to. But somebody said that I need to have that. Okay. In- book form. You do because I am listening to it as well, but you're going to want to highlight things in here and mark things up. I don't know if you're a highlighter or like put your little tabs in it. I am. I, 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 I like to underline. I like to annotate that. Like yeah. <laughs> We're the same. I, I, it's like a habit from high school and college. I think, um, I, I don't use the stickies, but I definitely like to underline and I like flag pages, and, you know, ear book, ear dog ear, whatever it's called. Um, dog ear, yeah. 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 So I, I, I like, you know, typical rom, I was going to say rom-com, but that's not the, that's not the category. Yeah. Chiclet. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like, you know, typical, um, like love story cheesy things like um yeah yeah but not like sexy romance although i do like sexy romance i'll always (laughs) take right um i need recommendations i don't i don't read that the genre enough (laughs) the sexy stuff yeah Um, i got some good ones for you but wait so what would colleen hoover be like that's like what's cat that she would be well hers is romantic of some sort but it's like fiction i think there's just subgenres within that because some of her books like the first i don't read her stuff because i couldn't get into it but the first i did read verity and that one was more dark than some of the other stuff that was the first one i read and i thought 
was really dark compared to all the others. But right. anyways, went on a Colleen Hoover kick. <laughs> um, and I like to, I like, they're just, I like to read before bed and it relaxes me. I don't look at my phone before bed. So I'll read, um, you know, for half hour, sometimes up to like an hour or two. Um, it just mm-hmm. like me to just check out from everything else. Anyway, so I just finished reading the Unhoneymooners, which is like another love story. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, that was cute. Um, I read, I just finished Mad Honey by Jody Picole and Jenny mm. Boylan. Jenny Boylan was my professor at Colby. Um, she was really? my, creative, my creative writing professor. Um, oh. And I was her first class that she taught when she came out as a trans woman. So I just adore her. I have so much respect oh. for her as a, as a human. And she's just um, very cool. I love that. Yeah. That was a really incredible book. Um, I didn't know anything about it. And I started reading it. I was like blown away. So You'll that have was really to send me the title of that one. Yeah. Mad Honey. Okay. Um, really like that. So yeah. So those are, I just finished Mad Honey and then the Unhoneymooners in the past week. So I started like another uh, crime fiction called uh, The Family Next Door, I think. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. Um, yeah. So I love, I really love reading at bedtime and it really just like, I, yeah, I mean, it's totally different now that I'm sober. I read so much more and I never could get mm-hmm. into books when I was drinking. What about you? When you were drinking? Oh my gosh. I wouldn't, I would. So I had a very, like when I was at the height of my drinking, my daughter and I lived in what was technically a one room um, upstairs unit in a triplex and the house was built in 1912 and it had one bedroom and then it had a second room, but that was supposed to be like the living room or whatever. And so we, I didn't have a lot of room for books and I had a few that was on, that were on my nightstand and my mom would send me stuff or whatever. I'm telling you, Kim, I never finished reading those books. Like I would always have a drink on the nightstand. I'd be constantly going to refill it. And I would just never, I always said I was a reader and I was earlier in life, but this, I guess, came back to again, like the things that took precedence. And I find like your brain can't focus as well on that kind of stuff, especially at the end of the day. Like I lo- I'm like you, I read before bed now, like a half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. And I fall asleep basically reading. Did not do that when I was drinking. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I'm very happy that I have back. It's so funny how when I drank and would try to read, I would forget what I was reading. And I, cause I would black out, I would read and black out. And then I would have to go back and reread that too. Yeah. I would have to go back and reread it. I'm like, I forgot what yes. chapter. <laughs> it's awful. That okay, so you say that. So I think I talked about this in a post a couple months ago, but I was outside. Harper wanted to take her scooter out, and so I brought a book out with me. It's called Two Kingdoms, uh, Between Two Kingdoms by Saliko Jawad. And I'm part of her online writers community um, called the Isolation, Isolation Journals. 
anyway, well, I've had this book forever. I assumed I read it, right? And um, I was going to reread some parts of it because I had recently joined her community and I'm doing a, a journaling challenge right now, 30 day journaling challenge. And so I get outside and I'm reading it and it's all feeling new to me. So either I read it and blacked out, which is a very good chance, or I didn't read a lot of it. Also a very good chance. I don't really know what happened, but <laughs> it just was like kind of humbling. Cause I was like, Man, if that's how I was just with reading something, like Harper could have been com coming in, asking me for stuff at night after a certain point in the evening, just so checked out. And like, now I just feel very grateful because, you know, I'm able to be there for her. Even if I'm tired, I can spring into action if I need to be, you know, and I think about that now pregnant with a new baby. And I'm like, this baby will never know me to be checked out that way so lots of gratitude I know I hope that I by by me reading though I was gonna say that I hope that I can like instill my love of reading into my children um mm, I know me Parker, too. Parker watches me read and she always like gets in bed at night and reads with me a little bit um Aww. you know it's my boys are kind of like not they haven't Brayden used to love to read, but he doesn't anymore. It's sad, but I'm like, ah, I just. And I think, I, I think my husband is like your husband. Cause I remember you said, I don't know where I saw this, but when your book came out, you said that it was like the first book he had read since college or something. And I was like, that is so my husband, he bought a copy of the book, my last hangover where my essay was last year. Yep. And he, he actually asked me to buy him some Tom Clancy novel my husband's a huge gamer and he knows Tom Clancy from like gaming world like uh, whatever and so I bought him this book it's like kind of, kind of one of those like you know mass market paperbacks and it like yeah, yeah. it's whatever and they're both sitting on the shelf next to his um computer out in the living room and I don't think he's read them and that's fine <laughs> because reading is there'd be no room for my books and his books if he read as much as I did <laughs> So, you know, but I think that's one of those things that I'm so grateful sobriety brought me back to having that part of the day. Because by the end of the day, when we're drinking the way we were, even if you were only an evening drinker, then you just, it's a, it's a decline into this like completely checked out mode, you know, and you just don't, you miss out on not just what you're actually doing, but on those little snippets of memories with yeah. your kids too. Totally. And so. uh, another thing I think also, this is a random aside. Um, I don't have the attention span to sit and watch TV. I, th I think that's like my, right. like, I can't sit there and watch a TV show um, mm -mm. unless I'm doing something really active. Like some, like I'll try to do like needlepoint or like, I'll, I'll like work on something on my computer, but like, I really can't sit still. That's why I used mm -hmm. to sit and drink in front of the TV. Cause it would like relax me enough to watch TV. I just, yeah way watching tv so i really like i like laying down and reading like that is mm. holds my attention unlike mm -hmm. TV. is that do you oh, find yeah 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 i'm not i it's so we we have a tv out in the living room and but we don't have like chat like cable channels and stuff so we have netflix and we have amazon prime and whatever hulu and i will the only time i sit down and watch anything of a show is when I'm eating lunch because I work at home like yeah. for myself so if I I consciously try and take a lunch break every day 
no matter what I'm doing, because otherwise I'll just stay immersed in my work or not, depending on the day, I'll stay distracted. But that's the only time. And I'll watch like a series, like I love documentaries or something, but I can't like sitting through a movie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm getting up, I'm getting chips, I'm doing this. The only time I watch TV is when I, sometimes I'll put it on while I'm on the Peloton (laughs) or while I'm doing my nails or folding laundry. Like that's the nail. Yes. Okay. That's exactly me. I don't have a Peloton, but the other two things for sure, because I have to be doing something while I'm doing that thing that I need to do. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. For some reason reading, it just relaxes me and it's not Mm -hmm. like it, it is stimulating enough for the brain for me. Yeah. And it's like what I need at the end of the day. It's just so funny. We are very similar girl. I know. I know. We didn't even realize this, you know, before we decided to embark on the show and do this. But I think, but I think a lot of people listening will relate too, because many of us, especially women came into sobriety and then received a later in life diagnosis of ADHD or some other type of, um, you know, mental, um, health type issue. And I think this, um, we were trying to bring this type of feeling when we were drinking we were trying to elicit kind of the dumbing down was what I was looking for where I could just slow down my brain and just like whatever and reading does that because I use my imagination when I'm reading I picture the the scene the setting the characters I kind of build this whole world in my head so yeah Yeah. it is a form of relaxation escape um Mm -hmm. without the the drug and the substance and yeah, I mean, and the awful shame and hangover and anxiety the next day. Yeah, so yeah. that's true. Well, we will need to escape into our own little worlds this Easter weekend, or um, you know, yeah, be celebrating this this holiday weekend, and or if you're going on vacation with your kids, definitely get a few good books. Spring break. Um, mm. That'll wherever you may be going on the airplane, whatever. Um, and good luck to you all. If that's what you're, if that's what you're doing. Yes. Um, but we hope you all have a great weekend sober and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye guys. Bye.